Focus Target Podcast this is your host Smiley here with you for episode 63 of season two. Today we're going to talk about movies. I am joined by my co host, Shy and Van. I am Smiley, Shy and Van. How are you guys doing? Hello. We are recording to you live Sunday afternoon, uh, uh, October 4th, year of our Lord 2020. So uh, we, are, we are ready to pod. The Raiders win today? Uh, we were losing last I looked. No talk. No. Well. Oh. It was halftime. Like, I saw the okay. score. It's recorded. Gotcha. I'm gonna check it after gotcha. the podcast. But we owe this to our fans first. I so. saw it. I saw it in the. I saw it in the first. The first quarter. It was like fourteen yeah. to three. And like halftime, the they're only down by three. So okay. that's pretty good against the Bills. I'll, t- I'll call it a win for now. <laughs> I like the Bills, so you know I'm going for them. But you know, dude, quarterback yeah. is no joke, bro. Which receivers either. All right, football podcast another time, I guess. Another time. Today we're talking about movies. And before we get to our movies, we have our question of the day. And so last time we had a discussion about uh, the value of our time, the value of you know playing games, video games. Um, and so we thought we'd kind of do a little hybrid since we haven't done a disc in the drive in a while. Our question of the day is actually a disc in the drive related question to say, what what game or games, if you want to go more than one, whatever, are you playing right now? briefly and how does that relate back to the value question that we had last week so what value are you getting from the games that are currently in your drive the games that you're currently playing let's start with shy shy what what are you playing these days and and what what's the reason that you're playing them what's the biggest value you're getting from those specific games yeah i'm uh i'm kind of playing two games right now um a mobile game and a pc game so I started playing War of the Visions again a little bit. Um, Did you really? And the value there is I just, <laughs> just love the art style of that game. I don't really understand. Like it isn't, you almost don't even really play the game. It's just an auto game. And it's just like, I'm, I'm playing it a lot more casually than I did in the past. I think one of the things that that destroyed it for me last time was joining like a harder core gill, which then caused me to start playing it way much, way more than I should have been and, and like obsessing over the game. So now I'm just, I joined a casual guild. I'm just kind of, I'm doing my dailies. They've streamlined a lot of stuff and just, it's just a, it's just kind of a thing we've talked about kind of like daily things you log in and do your stuff. Um, but, and this is kind of like that, but like, I just like the art. Um, so I like, I like that about that game. The other game I've been playing and one that I'd like to, I hope to talk about more in the future when we do a dedicated disc in the drive episode is I started playing a game called Hades on PC. Oh yeah. I heard about that. Uh, That's people uh, who did Bastion the, and Transistor. Ro- oh, you told me about that. That's like a roguelike. Yeah. I saw, um, I saw an advertisement for it too. Oh man. I really like that game. Um, yeah. I, I really have a lot to talk about and I will not this time, but once again, it's, um, it just has a lot going for it. The art, the music, um, it just has really tight gameplay. And I th- one thing I like about it, since it's a roguelite, um, it's something you can pick up and play easily. And that's something we talked about, I feel like last time, it's just um, maybe not having as much time to game these days or not wanting to get sucked into really long, like play sessions or really sucked into like a game. And I have to play like dozens, if not, you know, hundreds of hours. You know, this is, it's just a great example of a game that you can just kind of play in short spurts. Cool. Uh, Professor, what about you? Well, um, metaphorically speaking, one of the... Now, I... uh, So, this is weird. I I don't remember if I mentioned this last time, but I purchased for Happy Birthday Shiny, uh, Nintendo Switch, and Animal Crossing. 
and it's actually brought me back into Animal Crossing. <laughs> Who would have thunk? Because like a lot of games, they're more fun when you're playing with other individuals. So she started picking that back up again. So I started playing um, pretty well also. And my, I'm upset because my Nintendo Switch right controller won't dock. So I can no longer play my Switch in handheld mode. So it's not a Switch anymore. It's a Nintendo console. So yeah, that's that's Weird. unfortunate. Is it is it a problem with the Joy-Con or with the Switch itself? I think it's a Switch because I've tried multiple multiple uh, right Joy Cons, and it just won't dock. It won't. So when there. I pull it off, it it says, "Hey, you need to dock a right Joy Con, um, or play with just a handheld version, or like play with." regular controller so i guess technically i could still play it as a switch but it's like a weird switch because i can yeah. use the five inch screen but i can use the handheld controller with the five inch screen i just can't play with it docked as a handheld Strange. so that was kind of a bummer that um, is a bummer but you know i will say this for for you know we had some problems with our joy cons where they totally sucked and we did send them in to the nintendo repair yeah and like they were really good like they oh, for sure they, it was completely free. They sent them yep. back. Like they were pretty quick, surprisingly quick. Like even though we're in COVID, and they said, "Oh, there's all kinds of delays." But like we got them right yeah. back. So same with me. Like I, I submitted my help ticket, and they're like, "Oh, it may take some time because of COVID." And they got back to yeah. me like within an hour, and they're like, "Here's your free shipping label and everything." So yeah. kudos to Nintendo support. But this is a console issue, not a Joy-Con issue. So I'd have to yeah. send my whole console to them, and I kind of don't want to do not, that because yeah. I'm not I necessarily blaming Nintendo on this one because my kids have thrown it around. I've dropped it myself um the console itself has some cracked plastics everywhere so ah, i most certainly could have broken whatever that that thing is that that there's there. so see. it's not a, it's not necessarily gotcha. a dig on nintendo it's just uh <laughs> this sucks but anyways um with all that being said for somehow by spending more money substantially more money by buying a nintendo switch Lite and an additional um i almost said harvest moon additional um animal crossing game i have added value again to the game i was playing previously which was intended which was animal crossing so gift that keeps on giving yep i'd like and, to hear oh, no, no i was gonna say the new update's pretty cool too you got pumpkin patches and all kinds of cool stuff so like i was just gonna say is in a future just gonna drive i'd be interested in hearing more about like how that has changed how because i know sheeny and you were both playing on same account i'd be curious to hear like how that worked out what that transition looked like we were yeah 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 that's that's a good that's good one thing i do like about this is now we have twice the stock market and twice the turnip prices so it's really convenient <laughs> monopoly <laughs> yeah well it sounds like uh we may have some more disc in the drive coverage coming it sounds like we've got some things to talk about um so to answer the question for myself uh the game i've been playing the most lately is kingdoms of amalur re-reckoning uh which was the re-release of the 2000 whatever game that was i think 2012 uh ps3 game when it was kingdoms of amalur um and the value i get out of it i think is just the exploration it's got a beautiful world i think it looks really good on ps4 um like i i haven't really been turned off by the graphics at all and i'm i'm kind of a um like i'm not uh, we, you know we've talked on this podcast about that i'm not as into the graphical side of things but what i do like from a game is is landscapes and like actually seeing like mountains and forests and deserts and like exploring those lands. I think that's one of the reasons that I loved um, Breath of the Wild so much was because that world of 
to explore Hyrule was so vast and colorful and like the artwork was just, awesome. And, and just, it just somehow they made it feel like Zelda. Like yeah. I would go to places and it's like, this feels like link to the past or Ocarina of time yep. or, or the original, like they just, they just got it somehow. They just got it. Um, and I feel like with Ambler, um, it's, it's, it's the, the closest game I've played, I think, to Breath of the Wild in, in like, it's a very similar gameplay type. Um, and it's, it's just been enjoyable to just go different places. And I'm finally, I've finally gotten to the point in the game where I'm further than I was back in when I played it on PS3. Like I'd never beaten it. I'd gotten 40 or so hours in and, and kind of lost steam on it. And so I'd only gotten through like maybe half the game. And so now I'm finally like in new areas, new locations, doing new quests. And so it's kind of, it's a little bit fresher and uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just enjoying, I'm just enjoying the, uh, the exploring the world and, uh, and, and the combat's fun too. So it's been a good diversion. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where we're at. That's where I'm at for now. Um, if you would like to chip in on what gate, what discs are in your drive, for the question of the day, you can tell us what you're playing and why. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, our contact information will be provided at the end of the show, and we'd love to, we'd love to give you uh, to to talk about your ideas. So drop us a line. Um, okay, let's get into movies. We've kind of talked about some different some different movies in specific. We obviously spent just a little tiny bit of time on the Star Wars uh, trilogy of trilogies, uh, so probably we can except that you know we all kind of like star wars as a maybe a, a movie movies that we like that we won't touch on as much here um i will also say not that you can't talk about it if you want to but i feel like we probably have a marvel cinematic universe podcast or possibly series of podcasts coming up at some point i feel like we could easily do a couple podcasts on on the marvel stuff i think i know we've all seen some number of those movies so maybe we can stay a little bit away from those and um just save that for a future podcast but otherwise like let's just talk about movies let's um let's start off with um just kind of a level setting we talked about this a little bit with uh, when we were talking about Independence Day, but like to you, so it's just so our 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 audience kind of understands you, the way you view movies. What makes a good movie for you? What are your criteria for you know if if you're maybe thinking about seeing a movie? What kind of goes into that calculus for you? What makes a good uh, a good movie in your opinion? I'm gonna start with Shy because I feel like Shy's got some of the stronger opinions on whether a movie's good or not. Well, I think I'm, I'm just reflecting now on our conversation around Independence Day. I'm trying to remember if, because it all tied back to a conversation you and I had had years ago. Where, and I forget what you had said. Did you say that either Independence Day was your favorite movie of all time, or that you thought Independence Day was the greatest movie of all time? I think I, it was one of the greatest movies of all time. I said yes. I said that I had said the original conversation was something they asked me at work, which what do you think is the was the greatest movie of all time? And I said probably independence day and everybody was like what are you talking about that's ridiculous you're you're insane like how could you possibly think that and then i brought it to to our group later that night after i got home from work and was gaming with you guys i, I brought to you guys and said hey am i crazy because i feel like independence day is, is one of the greatest movies of all time and and i think you can you know we as we went into in that podcast and you can go back to whatever episode that was where we had our independence day discussion where, you know, Van and I are a little bit on the same page and, and shy maybe 
this is what you're leading in with maybe felt are you bit. are you ready to announce that it is indeed no one of the greatest movies no, of all time is that why you're asking if this? i'd misremembered and he said that it was his favorite movie of all time <laughs> then i would have then i would have been like you know what let's just let's bury let's bury the hatchet like no he categorically stated yeah, I, um it's, it's one of the yes absolutely i mean I, not I falsely stand by it. I stand right by it. i agree 100 percent. we're gonna um we're gonna get into i think more specific movies and Good. favorites and stuff later on and i think it'll become quite apparent that when it comes to favorite movies i have movies that i think are I have favorite movies that I don't think are great movies, but, uh, sure. But I do. I don't know. I do think, and, and I think it's hard for me because I feel like, um, I don't know that I can back this up. So this is gonna be a really weak argument, I guess, but movie, filmmaking is an art and filmmaking. There is, there is work that goes into filmmaking. It's not like people just turn on a camera and, and, you know, point the camera at stuff. And like, um, so I, I don't know, like, I, I do think that there are great movies and bad movies. I think a lot of it, in my mind, I guess a lot of it has to do with, I think, a kind of what, kind of what the movie has to do, and like what it has to say. And a lot of times, um, I think a lot of times, like, it, like if it's new, if it's, if it's saying something new to a certain extent, like if it is, uh, and I'll, that doesn't always make the movie great, but if it is, if it's, if it's doing it well, if it's following the rules of filmmaking, and it's, um, I don't know if it's, if it's, if it's not just rehashing, you know, we live in an era of like sequels and we live in an era of, uh, of, you know, just retreads or copycats. And so I think, I think like one thing, like in, in our modern era, when a movie does something different, it stands out. And I think that it was a lot easier at the beginning of the filmmaking era. You know, there was a time when, you know, when there were, was obviously no such thing as movies and then there were silent movies and black and white movies. And then there was, you know, color and then there was spoken, spoken word. Uh, and I think, you know, movies continue to break ground in that way. But I think my biggest reaction, so if we go back to Independence Day, I think the biggest, the thing that I struggle the most with Independence Day being considered one of the greatest movies of all time. I love Independence Day. Um, and I'd have, to, I'd have to do a little bit more research to back this up, but I don't think it was like the first either disaster film or the first either like alien invasion film either. And there are like other really good alien encounter movies that came before that. You look at stuff like Klaus, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You look at... um. Um, even the aliens movies, like may, it may have been the first one that kind of took a global like disaster catastrophe and combined it with aliens. And then, you know, like it maybe it brought things together in a way that hadn't been done before. Um, but I think that's, I think that's just why I don't look at that and think of it as a great movie. Like, it's not like, oh man, I had never seen anything like that before. Um, you know, they, they, they tried something that, you know, maybe someone said that that's impossible, you know, and then they did it. Um, but I feel like this is gonna just be like another Independence Day podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll move it along from there. But I think I think it's important because so so it's a good it's a good start here for this discussion to say that we we do as we talk about these movies, let's talk about them in terms of what we consider to be a good movie versus just a movie we like. And I think there's maybe for some of us more of a distinction there, like for shy, you know, he can enjoy a movie and still not think it's a great movie. Whereas for me, and I don't know if you agree with me on this or not, Van, like for me, they're a lot closer together. I feel like if I enjoy a movie and I think it's, if, if, it, if it's one of my favorites, then why wouldn't it be one of the greatest movies in my opinion? Like, I don't see that big of a difference. I mean, certainly there are movies that are where it's like, you can like them because they're so dumb. 
or like you know like you can kind of poke fun at them like there's there's always movies where it's like you like it because it is terrible and like that's kind of the charm of it like it's it's like this is an awful movie but like you love that about it sharknado um, yes zoolander like that, right zoolander is a great zoolander is a great yeah, example a right yeah. like it's not trying to be a great profound movie right? yeah it's just but trying to make you laugh not... so you walk away thinking i had a good time kind of thing right and so i guess what it comes down to like and this is what i want to be clear about is so shy has kind of put out his criteria for what makes a movie great and that is he wants it to be cutting edge he wants it to be new at least in you know in in a way groundbreaking something he hasn't seen before right um for so like me matrix interstellar type things yeah, yeah. inception the yeah. Yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. trilogy stuff like that dark knight ah, batman's so good i on the other hand don't really care about that at all and that's probably why we can have such different opinions on something like independence day to me i'll give you an example of um you know uh, maybe a counter example to your point like i don't think something has to be new to be the greatest yeah. like let's take a look at the mona lisa like the Mona Lisa is, I think we could all agree, is a priceless work of art. It's been heralded as one of the great artworks of human history. Was Leonardo da Vinci the first person to paint some chick? Like, no, like there's been countless paintings of people like all through that era. But like his was like sublime. It was it was a great rendition of something. It wasn't new, wasn't groundbreaking or cutting edge, but it was at such a quality and such a level that people recognized it as something special. And like, I don't think something has to be new to be great. Um, personally, that's, you know, and so to me, when I am evaluating a movie for how good it is, like I look at like, for me, it's, it's mostly the characters, right? Like how do the characters come off? Like, are they, do they do they serve their purpose? Are they believable? Are they legitimate? Do they do I resonate with them? Do I really like the characters I like and really hate the characters I'm supposed to hate? Like, do I find characters that maybe have, you know, dual, you know, dual sides? Like, the, the, they feel like people. They're not um, caricatures, you know, or stereotypes of what they're supposed to be. Um, and so those are the those are the kind of things that I think are a little bit more compelling to me. And like the final part of it is like how it all comes together and how it makes me feel like when I watch independence day, even when I rewatched it now for the millionth time as a, you know, 37 year old man, like I laughed, I cried. Like when he gives me, when he gives his speech at the oh end my of God, the president, gives a speech, I, I tear up a little bit. Like the movie makes me feel Kills. emotions. Yes. Yeah. And like, if a movie can do that to you, like that is enough for me to say there's something here that's not like this isn't just like, again, like a Zoolander, which is an awesome movie and I, a movie I enjoy, but that like, you know, like that's just kind of it's a fun movie, but like it doesn't make me like feel something. And so I, that's the criteria. It's like not impactful. It, it's yeah, very shallow. Like, it's humorous. It's fun, but it's not impactful and it's not long lasting, I guess. What do you think? Yeah, I think what, I, what I think, think I line. I think I align more with your concept of, of what is a good movie than, than Shy's. And I, I bring it back to my inability to be artsy. Like I am very <laughs> objective. I like, I've always have been very objective. Um, I'm not very subjective. I I'm terrible at art. The only artistic thing I have is probably playing the drums. Um, so like art visually and I, 
I, I like to take photos, but they're not any good. So like that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm super objective. So then I look for objective qualities in movies, right? Are they funny? Um, can I quote them? Um, do I resonate with the individual? How well is it tied in at the end? Are there any like M. Night Shyamalan ding dong plot twist at the end that I should have seen earlier that I didn't that surprised me that like just put a nice little bow on it and all that stuff. So like I, I can... I have a difficult time watching like Emmys and all those kind of things because it's like, I don't understand why this movie would win. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And it's because I, I'm sure there's more to it than what I'm seeing. And that shy probably completely understands that I will never understand. And it's the same way where somebody looks at the Mona Lisa and yes, I can proclaim that it's an amazing work of art because somebody has told me it is, but I don't think of it as an amazing work of art because I'm an uncultured swine. So like, I just don't see it like Van Gogh's Starry Night. Like, yeah, that looks beautiful because the colors are bright and vibrant and I like the swirls and the paint oil and all that stuff. But like beyond that, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, so for me, like I'm a, I'm a simpleton when it comes to movies, which is probably why I like movies like the interview so much. Um, I, 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 Independence Day is kind of all those things that Shai talked about. Like, yes, it's, it's catastrophe. Yes. It's, um, you know, it's, it's been done before with aliens and all that stuff, but it was also like action and it all came together and it just felt right. It didn't feel forced. It was like an amalgamation of a lot of different genres to me, that's, that's which really they did really well. It's the impressive thing about it is like, it's kind of a serious movie in a lot of ways, but it's also totally a comedy in some ways. And like, it, I think and it's, it's hard to pull flick. that off and it's, it's like, an action yeah. movie and like, but it does, it it's the right proportions where it doesn't feel silly to laugh yeah. in, in the moments that you laugh and then be able to transition to more of a serious plot line like i don't know um, yeah i think for me though I, I would take like humor memorability and then of course how do you feel during the movie and how did you feel walking away from it it's like what makes what makes something a good movie to me any rebuttals to our sounds like shy wants to say a lot and doesn't even know where to start <laughs> no I, I think one thing that we've all we've all hit on in our explanations is that there is an objective level of art to art whether it's you know paintings or music or movies there is some objective value i think i think that's what you know i mean smiley brings up the mona lisa i look at them i agree van i can be, agree completely with you i don't i don't get art either so, I mean, when I love Independence Day, I, I love Independence Day. I just don't think it's the greatest movie ever made. Um, I just know that I'm an uncultured swine and I love Independence <laughs> Day. Um, and so a lot of the movies I love, um, you know, and music and whatever. And so like, like I look at the Mona Lisa, like if I were to stumble across the picture, I'd be like, oh, that's a, that's a picture of something. That's a, that's a kind of ugly lady. Like, why would I, why would I be? Like, <laughs> she doesn't even have I eyebrows. I don't like <laughs> that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's a revered piece of art. So I, you know, I mean, I agree with you. I don't like watching the Oscars or Emmys, but I think that I, I feel like, and maybe you guys, maybe, maybe you guys will, will come against this, but I, I feel like there is an objective value to art there are people who understand or people who've maybe defined art and maybe that's the question is do we do we agree with with the defined you know what is considered quality you know whatever art you know mu movies music art or are we are we saying who cares about that like it's how I, how it makes i think that's kind of what we're saying is it how it makes me feel or 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 am i going to listen to other people who say that that this is what mm -hmm. art is and i think that i tend to as far as the quality of the content or I don't disagree with people who say what's good or bad. I just don't really care, I guess. So uh, maybe. Did I say Grammys earlier? Because that's hilarious. No, you said Emmys. Emmys which is, oh, okay. Yeah, I did say TV. Emmys. Right, good. Yeah. So yeah. Emmys. Yeah, which isn't movies, I, but it's close. I think, Shia, I, want to know, like, I don't know why, but it, 
every time you say ID4 is not the greatest movie in the world, like it personally offends me. Like I feel like <laughs> like attacked. Like like the genuine feeling mind. as if boggles the genuine feeling. you guys would consider that movie. I'm not like... joking and I'm not being hyperbole, hyperbolic. Like I genuinely feel it and have to stop myself like dude like, what? and i love you? the movie like that's the funny thing is i like I, when we did the podcast like i love that movie and like we can all talk right. about it and like how much we like it everything we love about it but like you guys are viewing it from a lens that because you love it and because of the feelings you feel like that does make it one of the greatest movies ever made and, and for some reason whatever i've bought into the, the, the you know that there are critics out there who understand great movies better than me and so I look at it, I'm like, it's not a, you know, I know it's not a good movie, though I love it, you know, and so it's two different. So Shaz already kind of led us into our next thing, which is about how do we feel about, you know, if something is critically acclaimed or critically declaimed, is that the opposite of critical acclaim? We'll go with it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, is that something that you take into account? Is that something, like, it's, it sounds to me, like, whether he should or not, that Shy kind of does, like, feel that like there are experts essentially in the field of film that kind of have put forth kind of you know like what should be considered a good film versus not and maybe in, in art as well you know in, in all forms of, of of art and media um what do you think about that van like are you do you are you somebody who cares what a critic says about something like especially as somebody who to your own admission you don't feel like you have a lot of taste i guess you would call it in that way like you don't have a great sense for what makes something a classical piece yeah I, does I that think mean that's you why are... i don't I, so don't you... I don't care at all like what critics say i, I couldn't care less if i'm watching the i mean I, I might care if i'm gonna go with like a group of people to the movies and i don't want them to be like hating it the whole time like i might consult hey how is this reviewing or whatever but like me personally going to watch it, I wouldn't, I couldn't care less if it was, you know, 0% from critics or 100% from critics. And maybe that's, maybe that's again where Shy is different from the two of us. Cause I've, I feel that way about all art. I have a strong belief that art is 100% subjective, that each piece of art, whether it's music, art, film, whatever, is created by an artist, but what it means to the beholder of that art is means something different. It means something different to me than it does to you, than it does to you, than it does to anybody else. And so to me, like whether art is good is a hundred percent a subjective claim. Like, I mean, we see that all the time with like parents who are so proud of some garbage that their child makes but that they think this is amazing that my child made this for me and puts it up on the refrigerator and like whether or not they think that that would hold up, you know, you look at stuff like that where it's like, I, we've all said this about a piece of art. Like you look at a piece of art that's in a museum for thousands of dollars and you're like, why is that? Why is that considered art? Like my child could make this with crayons like it, there's there could be you couldn't be wouldn't be able to tell the difference and like somebody decided that that was was you know really really high art for whatever reason whatever their criteria is and i just don't believe that that's that just doesn't make sense to me i think that everything's subjective and you know i i don't know who um who gets to be an authority on that and like i mean not to say you can't come up with criteria for like you know this is there there could be reasons that something could be better or worse but 
Um, I just, I just, I don't really believe that anybody has the right to tell you what to think of a, a piece of art. Like that's, that's a, that's a, that's between you and the artwork. I think, I think you were talking about a single individual. Yes, that statement is true, but I think there, the problem to your argument is that supposedly, collectively, art lovers can agree on a single piece, right? Being being fascinating that I don't see, and I just chalk it up to me not having artistic vision. So, like this piece is only as valuable as somebody's willing to pay for it. Now. I doubt every single artwork, ah, no, because then this goes back to the individual, because all you need is one person to think that it's as great as you do, and then then that person can buy it. I don't know. I, I, I still think some works of art are, there's something there that I don't see because so many other people can confirm or agree with that that art piece is great that I don't see. It's, it's kind of, yeah. Maybe it comes down to a philosophical difference, because my my moral belief is that just because a million people say something is true doesn't make it true. Sure. I actually think we can kind of see but it doesn't that mean, in... But it doesn't Go mean ahead. good doesn't exist, right? So like what you're saying is art can't be good or bad because it's completely subjective. And I don't, I don't agree with that. I think, I think art can be good by the collective agreeance of individuals who know art, love art, and can see the intricacies of a painting and what, what makes it great, I guess is what I'm saying. And I'm saying an individual can dislike it or like it, but the collective agreement is what makes the piece mm. good, not the individual. This is good. We're getting deep here. Yeah. We might have to. Oh, we might have to I, like I feel like I feel like we should have had it like yeah. what is art podcast, and then <laughs> yeah. like our different like, movies, have... music, different like podcasts after yes. that to talk about yeah. our preferences. I agree. I, I think I think for the sake of this podcast to, to salvage the movie side of it, let's let's table this discussion yep. for now. I think it definitely warrants coming back to because obviously there's there's some, there's a lot of questions here that I'd here, actually yeah. like some time to think about before that way I could respond a little bit more intelligently anyway. Um, so let's get into what our favorite movies are. We can kind of go through some of what we liked, maybe talk about why we liked them, um, whether we thought they were good or not, and why, things like that. So let's start with Van this time. Van, what? Uh, take us through some of your favorites. I mean, if you want to do like what we, we want to go maybe one at a time and we can cycle through. Um, yeah, let's do that. Some overlap here where we, you know, we'll hit movies that we all know to a certain extent. Yep. So this is more difficult for some reason than i thought it would be because like sheeny always makes fun of me and says i have like 10 movies in my top five so <laughs> like i figured i could have like pulled them all out um you know back to back but i think i think one of the reasons is because like so many were t chalked off immediately so like lord of the ring series star wars series and independence day right like those certainly would have been <laughs> I mean, speaking of greatest movies of all time right so um those certainly would have been in there but then I certainly do have additional movies that I like. Uh, one of the first ones that came to mind was um, Pulp Fiction, nice. uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, it's cool. Has always, always been a very, um, I, I can definitively say one of my top five movies without joking that I have 10 in my top five um, of, of all time. And I just remember, I, I can, I think we talked about this on the podcast even. I can remember so many details about the night going to the movies and watching that episode or that movie like i went with my dad i can remember what theater i went to um i knew it was evening because i remember walking outside and it being nighttime and i think we kind of talked about this with like id4 like can you remember where you were when you watched id4 and like yeah. why are some movies like that and i think it's because 
this movie had that impact on me. Like I walked away like thinking like, holy crap, that was like something special that I saw that I have never seen before. And uh, I think one of the biggest shockers was the uniqueness that like Shy talked about, that the timelines were all over the place and that I, I'm sure it's been done before, but it, like Quentin Tarantino just did it so well. And then as you're walking away, you're thinking, cause it doesn't end at the latest time point. Like it's, it's all over the place. And then you're thinking, yeah. Oh crap. So wait, that happened before this. And that's why this now starts to make sense. And, right. and it's one of those movies you can watch over and over again. And I'm, I'm man, I must have seen that movie over 50, maybe a hundred times, no joke. And every, not every time, but 90% of the time that I watch it, I literally find something new that I did not find before. So every single scene just has so much meticulous detail in it and, and whatnot. When, um, this is actually going to support a lot of what Shai was saying, like how, how movies are an art. And the first thing that I thought of was, well, I don't, again, me being artless, I think we all agree, or at least I've affirmed that many, many times, so I'm not going to beat that dead dead horse. So, uh, yeah. A Philistine, you might say. (laughs) Heathen. So, um, but it has to be, and the reason it has to be is because you have people like Quentin Tarantino who could produce amazing movies over and over again. You have Steven Spielberg who can direct amazing movies over and over again. So like there has to be, there's more to it than just them getting fed all the right movies. Like there's definitely something that they do that makes it great also. But Pulp Fiction, um, certainly say one of the what? best movies. Say what time. again, motherfucker? <laughs> say what? Say what? One more time. Say I dare you. I double time. dare you. I... <laughs> so good it's, so good. It's and then ezekiel movie. yeah his, his ezekiel quote too and he's like i don't know what it means it never really meant much i just thought it was some cold ass shit to say so motherfucker so good yeah that movie was so weird man i remember when yeah. i first saw that i was just like what the fuck is going on in this movie yep uh, but, but it yeah, had gangsters, it had one, badasses, yeah. it had action, it all tied together in a neat bow, even if you didn't know it did. And, and yeah, Tarantino is just a, a genius. His, and it's memorable, it's quotable. Yeah, um, so and, and that's actually one of the qualities that I think of a good movie is something that's quotable. So, all right, um, I will take the next one if that's all right. And I will bring up a movie that I do not um, claim that it's one of the greatest movies of all time, but it's certainly one of my personal favorites. And it is uh, Clerks 2. I love Clerks 2. That movie just cracks me up every time I watch it. And I'm a pretty big fan of Kevin Smith movies in general. Um, I've watched most of them. Uh, the Jay and Silent Bob's movies are, are very good. So good. Uh, and like I, but just what really makes that movie for me is so all the nerdy conversations and clerks one had it as well. I love clerks ones as well, but I thought, I thought clerks two took everything that was great about clerks one and just kind of magnified it and made it better. Um, the part that always sticks out to me is when they're arguing about what's the better series, star Wars or return of the King. And he's like, there's only one return man. And it ain't of the King. It's of the Jedi. He's like, Oh, star Wars nerd. Okay. <laughs> like that whole part just like i could listen to that over and over and it just cracks me up um and yeah i just i it's, it's one of those movies that i just watch over and over and i just never get tired of um so yeah that's that's one that jumps out to me uh as as for you know 
whenever people ask me what are my favorite movies, Independence Day always comes up at the top of the list, and then Clerks Two is is usually close behind it. Shy. Um, I think one of the I think that you guys have both talked about in your definitions about like a movie you can watch over and over and over again. I think that's obviously a, a great criteria for a favorite film, right? Because if you can watch it dozens of times, like obviously you love that movie. Um, yeah. A great example of that for me is the movie Snatch by uh, Guy Ritchie. Oh, and just, good uh, one. <laughs> like I think, and I mean, really, I like most of Guy Ritchie's films, even some of his more modern blockbusters that are not as... Um, well received by his fans or maybe aren't as considered like the Sherlock Holmes films um the new King the new King Arthur film that came out but Snatch I feel like really is like him at his best in his craft and I think just for me it was I mean I love the dialogue in his films I think that all of his films have just really snappy really good dialogue and it's really just kind of good back and forth and it just feels right there's something about it there's almost like a rhythm to it like in a and like a beat to it and it's just I don't like I just I, just, I love that. And then also I think um, and Snatch, his storytelling was just, was great. Like it was parallel storytelling, but in the end it all kind of comes full circle. You see like all these characters coming from different directions and you see how they're all like, it all ties in so cleanly. In the end, it kind of gets wrapped up and it just feels like a complete film. They never had to make a Snatch no. 2. Like, you know I mean? It was just, it started, it ended and you felt satisfied. And and it was kind of, I don't know. Um, I think we've talked about this before, potentially when we talked about the TV episode, but I also am a sucker for happy endings or kind of positive endings. And Snatch is kind of a dark film. Like it's a dark comedy for sure. And yet at the end, it kind of wraps up in a semi-positive note, like oddly enough, like kind of the 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 guys that you're kind of I, I feel like you're rooting for throughout the film, like Tommy and uh and um I can't think of Jason Statham's character's character's name at the moment, but uh um is it Turkish? Turkish and Tommy? Turkish, um, yep. Like they kind of they 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 walk away with the, the diamond at the end. Basically, it was in the dog all along, and then um, Tommy, you know, go get your dog. The dag, yeah. So so there, that's that's one that I can watch just over and over. Um, I love that film. That's a good one. That was a good call. That that's yeah, and quotable, memorable characters were awesome. And you're right. It's like five different paths all converging in this like climax at the end that just wraps it up in a nice little bow that was that was awesome did you also like Lockstock? because a lot of people um compare the two which if you've seen them both they are very similar but for some reason people yeah say that snatch kind of um i guess squeaks by in the wind in the wind column between the two I think so. I think I think it was the. I think he made Lockstock first, and so I think you look at Snatch. It's basically like Lockstock plus one or plus two. You know, what I mean, it's like he took what he did in Lockstock and he just made it more refined. A and, lot of same uh, actors too. Yeah, a lot of same playing actors. different roles. Yeah. yeah, I think they're both good, but I, I would say Snatch is a better film. Yeah, it's a good one. Shy, awesome. All right, Shy, you want to go again? We'll snake it back. Snake yeah. It back up. Um, this is going to be a bit of a, a deeper poll. Um. This is probably one that I don't know if you guys have ever heard of. Um, it's a movie called Equilibrium. This is this is a movie that I definitely consider not a great film. Um, like 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 not like, like not to... like not something what, that not something. It not, not some, it's a it's 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 kind it of if you think familiar. of like the like the plot of like 1985, but then meets the action of the Matrix. 1985 with like the book. Like if you think of like the plot of the book. 1984. Yeah, sorry, 1984. Like that. <laughs> It was a sequel. The song <laughs> the, they, they they turned the song by Bowling for Soup into a movie, you know, into a into a book. Um, no, nineteen eighty four. Um, but it has Christian Bale in it. Um, it has um, Christian Bale's awesome. He's, he's the main actor. It was kind of before he got big. Um, but basically, 
it's about a, a society that's decided that basically art and love and whatever emotion has like that's what ultimately leads to war which leads to death and leads to conflict and so basically they they've they've like world war three happened to destroy the world and, and as, as a as a recovery from that all people live all everybody lives in one city and they all medicate they all take this medication several times a day that like suppresses their emotions it's it's pretty cheesy it's pretty heavy-handed kind of cheesy narrative um i just like it i've always liked the idea of 1984 i don't mind that it's heavy-handed and the action in this in this movie in my opinion is just top-notch i've always been a huge fan of like martial arts and action and the idea is he the christian bale is kind of the main character he uses something called gun kata which means he dual wields pistols and he used like there's this there's this whole this guy the director come up with this idea of gunplay where like basically a person could stand in one place and shoot around his body in a prescribed method to like hit the most enemies and so like there's several scenes in the movie where like christian bale walks into a room and starts like he'd like ducks down and starts shooting and like kills everybody in the room and it's just like i think several of the fight scenes are very cinematic um it got yeah it's not yeah, I don't think a lot of people know about it. And I don't know a lot of people care about it, but it's always just been um, a movie that I've loved. And like you talk, uh, I think um, you guys mentioned earlier, like Independence Day, sometimes how it makes you feel. Um, a big part of Equilibrium is like, is, is Christian Bale's character like kind of like stopping taking this medication. So he starts feeling emotions. And there's a couple scenes in the movie, at least for me, that like have this impact. Like there's a scene where like he first hears like music for the first time. And it's like a, it's like a, song oh, wow. by, it's like a composition by Wagner. And he's like holding this crystal ball in a space when he found this like stash of like illegal, you know, art. And this song comes on. He's like, it's just this amazing shot of like him just like looking in this ball as he like hears music for the first time. He like drops this crystal ball and it just, i don't know like i don't know why it just impacts me and like i feel like i don't know i feel dumb for liking this movie to a certain extent but uh i, I yeah there you go well i'll have to do a cleanup corner because <clears throat> my wife had us get a movie that she really liked it was based on a book and it's very it's not that but it's 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 a similar idea it's like this dude who lives in a society kind of like that where like everything's kind of dumbed down and muted uh, and like he kind of breaks out of that and like it has some of those similar beats where like he experiences things for the first time that previously he had been able to and i can't remember the freaking name of it now like i know it's on the edge of my mind i can't think of it and my wife is probably if she's listening to this podcast she's probably yelling at like how do you not know this we watched this together but um i'll try to i'll try to find out what it was and and bring it next time um because like it sounds very familiar but i think it's a different movie but i'd be interested to see if you've heard or watched that one and if you haven't maybe if you ended up ever wanting to and kind of comparing and maybe i'll do the same for equilibrium because it does sound very interesting to me yeah i'm guessing that it's not the same one because equilibrium no, it's is very, not, i know it's very not violent i know film, it's not like, no so yeah i know it's not it's yeah. there's no gun caught i would have remembered that yeah <laughs> so there you go Fan thoughts? Mother? No, it's awesome. I actually I do have a thought. Um, but I don't want to I feel like I'm always derailing our conversations. That's what um, your role is on this podcast. That's actually true. I'm kind of that that person. So I didn't know I didn't think I was gonna have much to contribute to movies since I'm not a big movie buff, but at least I'm here to bring the questions. Um so we talked a lot about how directors are artists and or at least I talked a lot about it. You guys probably just nodded your head slightly um, about how there must be some art involved because directors can produce continually good movies. Like what's the actor's role in all that too? And the, what brought this up is Christian Bale. Like I love Christian Bale as an actor. He's like amazing. So like what pull do you think, maybe this is a 
I'm, I'm always ruining the good question of the days, but I was going to say, <laughs> what poll do you think like actors have in turning a movie from good to great? And I guess I'll, I'll swing it back to Shy um, for that question. I mean, I think that's a very, I don't know. I don't know that I have an answer for that question. I think that I can, I know that actors make a difference. And I think sometimes it's hard sometimes when we see a movie we love that had an actor that we think did a good job to then try to picture that movie with a different actor. But is that, I mean, is that like, would a different actor have done a better job potentially? Like maybe, like I can't judge that. Um, And then I think that uh, this is maybe further off the rails, but I think that you can, I can love a movie that I don't think the actor really did a lot, but I still think he did a good job in that role. Like I think of the John Wick films. I don't think Keanu Reeves is really like a great act. Like a, I don't think he's a, a diverse or varied actor. Let me say that. Like, I think that some actors can play like one role and play it well. I think like John Wick, I mean, uh, Keanu Reeves, I think Tom Cruise, like I think you have certain people that can do one thing and they can do it well and they can make movies like that and they do and they make you know, a great living off of it. But um, yeah, that doesn't really answer your question. I don't know that I could. I'd say that it's kind of like baking, right? Like Mm. a good chef, maybe equate the chef to the director. Like if you can't cook, if you're not meticulous and a good chef, you're not going to be able to make anything good. But no matter what chef you have, if you don't have quality ingredients, there's only so high you can bring your cooking. Like you can't give a chef sticks and dirt and say, whip me up something delicious. Like you still need the base components. And so like, I think the actors, you know, are really what make or break the movie because like they have to do their job. I mean, what is the, the, the huge complaint about so many of the, the early, the prequel Star Wars Wars films, right? Like the acting is bad in places. The dialogue is bad. That's a mix of poor directing in in the writing and poor acting in in the execution. And so you see like, so I I think it, it takes, it takes both. Like in, in a way you can't, you can have one without the other. You can have a great director who can make something out of, less than stellar performances and you can have actors that can elevate an all a kind of a not that good a film and make it great because of their performances but to have a truly great film experience i think you need to have both that's a great analogy i like that that sits well i'll accept that and with that i'll take it to my next movie too um so my next movie go ahead go ahead I know. Oh He's wait, no, wait! You, right right out of the snake. <laughs> you got heads and tails. I'm one of I Drop a snake. Sorry, for some no, reason I thought the no, snake was we'll like people on me. the screen. Not, we'll, no, we'll, no, take it away. Well, it's your, it's your oh, podcast. It is, it is people on the screen. Well, maybe your screen is different than mine. I don't know. I'm in the middle um, on my screen. Oh, see, that's the problem. Um, but anyway, fine. I'll, I'll do mine real quick. I, I want to talk about Inception. Sean mentioned it mm-hmm. off the cuff earlier. I love Inception. That movie is awesome and the reason it's awesome is i do love if there's one thing that i love about a movie like i'm partial to comedies i'm you know i like action films but when a movie can really make me think and maybe challenge the way i see either life the universe everything whatever um that's something that i really enjoy as a philosophy guy myself i like to have my mind broadened and boy like i feel like inception is one of those movies after you watch it like you could just spend so much time just thinking about it just like thinking about like Mm -hmm. possibilities and and like the nature of reality and and things like that and um that movie is fantastic and i do like uh 
you know, spoiler alert to people who haven't seen it. I'm going to talk about the ending a little bit. I love how the ending isn't necessarily a happy ending. It's a little bit bittersweet in that, like, it kind of leaves you to try to draw some of your own conclusions based on how the ring is infinitely spinning uh, to kind of make you kind of challenge you to say, what, where was the reality? What was real? Like, was the whole thing in a dream? Like, did we ever see real or was every single thing that we saw all like you had to make those decisions yourself. And I, I love sometimes when movies allow the, you know, going back to art, right. How art means something different to every person. I like sometimes when movies allow a person to, to say what it means to them to, to, to finish out what it is. I think we talked about that a little bit in the star Wars new movies that like, one of the things that was hard for me to get going about episode seven, eight, and nine was that like, I had my own head cannon for what happened after return of the Jedi. And like, I liked having that and that was taken from me. And now, you know, Luke's an angry recluse and fucking Han and Leia broke up and shit like that. You know, like I, I, I want to be able to have my own, my own ideas about it. So, but I loved, I love deception. I want to watch it again right now. Honestly, um, much go talk to my wife about that. <laughs> um, minor cleanup corner. Do you yeah. mean that the top is infinitely spinning? You oh, said, said yeah, ring. I said the ring, but yeah, uh, it's it's, it's yeah. a top. Yeah, it you is say dreidel, the dreidels. It, you know what? Spinning. It's it's because I always take my wedding ring and I spin it on the table the same way, and Does it, it spin spins forever. Spins, spin. uh, no, that's how I know I'm okay. not dreaming. Yeah, I do that every now and then just to make sure. Well, not, um, but that's yeah, that's what I think of my ring. But it is a top in the movie. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, right. I'll be quick because there's I know yeah. there's other stuff we want to get to. Um, and there's not a lot of time left. But my next one, uh, or my absolute notable mention, would be um, Michael Douglas in Falling Down in the 90s. So I don't know if either of you have seen it. Oh, my gosh. If you haven't, I, I mean, super highly recommend this movie. It's, it's just, it's a movie about an everyday person like you or I, who was just pushed to the edge and finds himself in all these unique circumstances um, what do you mean by push to the edge? Like just in general, right? So like the, the opening scene is the guy sitting in his parking in his car in traffic in Los Angeles with his air conditioner broken. So he has the windows down, but there's a bus of noisy kids next to him. And it's just like normal mundane things that just cause this person to snap a little bit. And then there's other stuff going on in the background, but then he just ends up on this like crazy path. All he wants to do is get home. And he's like, he's just this suit and tie wearing guy carrying a briefcase. And all he wants to do is get home to his to his kids, his kids birthday. But there's just a million other plausible scenarios that happen that he just goes down this crazy rabbit hole of understandable madness and i don't mean he goes crazy and starts acting derpy i mean like the things that he does you can certainly understand why he does the things that he does in the movie and yet you are at least i consider myself a decent person but i i understand it and it's 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 an awesome movie you've got to watch it huh Uh, falling down falling down okay yeah falling down with michael douglas i highly recommend you watch it i've seen i've seen that in places before i just looked up the art and i've seen that like him on the cover with the gun standing i've seen that i just have never i've never actually watched the movie so yeah yeah. watch it it's incredible incredible 
See, I thought you were going to talk about a movie where a guy's stuck in traffic and he's listening to his rap music and then some dude walks by selling flowers. That's and... going to be in Guilty Pleasures, bro. <laughs> you know that's coming up. All right, well, let's say really quickly. Do you guys have any least favorites? Least favorite movies? Movies that you saw that you were just absolutely disappointed with? Let's um, uh, snake it back with, with Van. One time, my buddy and I thought we were going to go see a horror film and we went to a movie that was called Angela's Ashes. And it ended up being a very serious film about Holocaust, and we were all disappointed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I mean, the horror, the Holocaust was a, I mean, was yeah. a horror. Well, was I don't even remember if that's what it was called. I just remember being on the edge oh, of my man. seat the whole time, like, is this where it gets scary? Is this where the demons come? And then, like, it just. <laughs> it was like a period piece that was, like, <laughs> super mis- serious. Mis- misapprehended. Oh, it was that, super huh? serious. It was, it was one of the most bizarre movie moments i've ever had, in you guys my had life. All your it up. popcorn and soda you guys are all chatting it up and like everybody's like looking at you like who are these weirdos <laughs> <laughs> they love the holocaust i guess maybe it wasn't the holocaust because it's like limerick ireland i don't know I'll, I'll i'll get back to you with a quick synopsis yeah i uh i don't really have anything to say on this one i'm i'm not a movie hater like uh like i can't really think of a movie that like like there's i like some more than others um there's a number of movies i've seen that i've been like okay you know like but like even stuff that like doesn't really appeal to me, I still like I can enjoy it for what it is and say, okay, that's that's cool. It's something new, something different, I guess. So I don't really have any movies that I feel like I really hate. If I can think of one, I'll try to let you know. But like Star Wars, I was I was I was I always joke because maybe I I wouldn't say this because I actually don't. I actually like Pitch Perfect. I thought it was okay, but like my wife loves Pitch Perfect and all those Pitch Perfect movies. She always wants to watch them, and so a lot of times I'm like, oh my god, no! And so she might think that I hate them, but like I actually thought they were all right. Anything Sandra Bullock? <laughs> you don't like Sandra Bullock? No. no, I like Sandra Bullock. I think she's all right. But Van, what you got? Or, I'm sorry, Shy, what do you got? Yeah, I think I'm like you where I can't, it's hard for me to list specific movies. I think there's more genres for me. Like I'd kind of normally stay away from horror generally, especially modern horror. I think that one thing I don't really want to do is go watch a movie where people are brutalized. I think more and right, more yeah. nowadays, horror has become more of a shock factor with like how much can we show and how much can we make you uncomfortable or make you squirm versus like, like, tr- like what horror used to be like actually I don't mind like older thrillers or older horror films but I, I try to avoid that and I think so this is gonna be an unpopular opinion on this podcast but I guess Andy if if man's the one who takes us off the rails I'm the one who 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 makes you guys hate me I guess potentially and <laughs> what I'm what I say but uh I I tend to avoid Quentin Tarantino films to a certain extent um well, there's I, a lot of brutalization in those and that's films. The thing so it is, makes sense. And I like I, the problem is I like the films I've seen of him. I like them like 90% of the films, but he almost always has like one to two scenes in his films yes. that are that are yeah, unnecessary absolutely. and brutally violent. And they just and go so, to yeah. Um like I think of sure. Reservoir Dogs when Michael Madsen like drenches the guy in gasoline and sets him on fire. I think of uh <laughs> um there's the um, anal rape scene in pulp yeah, fiction in pulp fiction like, like i, I liked yeah. i liked pulp fiction except that scene like With ruins it for yeah. me yeah, yeah like and then like i've always wanted to well, see a couple of times where people get their heads blown off just randomly i'm sensitized to that by now but like it's like oh, the personalized, shit, I shot in the it's, face. it's the personalized stuff i think i think yeah the, uh, I've wanted to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like that looks like a really interesting film, but like I've heard that like, I think like Charles Manson like and his family are in it. And I think there's like some, once again, like there's scenes in it that just are, are brutally violent. So that's my long-winded answer. Well, let me, let me circle back to mine because I do agree completely with Shy. I'm, I'm not really into the horror movie 
type like and that, i guess that's why one of the reasons i don't have a lot of least favorites is that like i just don't watch movies that i know i'm not gonna like i was thinking that my, i was thinking the same exact thing like yeah. maybe that's why yeah like my time is just far too valuable that like i'm not gonna spend two three hours watching something if i don't think i'm at least gonna be okay with it like i just i just very rarely and like i think I guess, Sarah we don't and have, I have similar enough tastes we don't have time mm. but i think one way we could pinpoint movies that we don't like are probably sequels right because like we liked the first one, so we gave yeah. the second one a try, even if we thought yeah. it wasn't going to be something good, and then it turned out to be terrible. Like yeah, I mean, Matrix we, we, Two, for we're example. actors. I think actors too. Like I love this actor. I want to see this film. What a I waste. Love the actor. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna we have do, a Matrix, Matrix podcast. podcast we'll we'll, we'll say that. Here we go. That way, that way, the video game. It's been kind of mean lately. Van and Shy, Smiley, beating up on Shy. Uh, we can switch it around. Waste, you guys can I don't want to waste six life, six hours Wait, no, of my no, life. No, no, we'd be beating up on Van, right? Yeah, both of you will be beating up on me. Yeah, Van someone who doesn't like oh. the sequels, right? Yes. Oh, you you like two and three? Sean? I mean, I I like the arc. I wish they just left it at one. I do think that if Matrix was a perfect movie, Matrix. I they will agree I don't on that. Hate, I don't hate the two. Okay. I don't hate two and three. You don't have to go back and watch them. You don't have to. I will. The Merovingian. Those movies are good. We're going to have a podcast about it. I'm putting it on the document. Great. Here we go. Here we Thanks, go. everybody. Okay. Thanks, America. <laughs> All right. So we, we kind of already talked about best things like that. Um, let's talk about quickly because we are running out of time. Guilty pleasures. Any other things that you guys want to talk about real quick? Um, Before guilty pleasures just... or was that a combined Thing. Are, talk, uh, are talking about either. talk about as guilty pleasures like is that what like, no. what, are you, what are you saying <laughs> what movies are your guilty pleasures that you want to talk about right, or are gonna, there any I'm other gonna, movies you want i'm to gonna about? come out with the interview the easiest one for me yeah are you guilty about watching the like linking the interview <laughs> probably yeah guilty. it's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> I'm a, bad i'm guilty <laughs> about how much i like it like i should not like it that much <laughs> every time i watch it it's so good That's, oh my god the m&m scene <laughs> that's the best part of the whole movie so Eminem is the star of that movie. Hey, Twitter's <laughs> blowing up. Like, Listen, what? that's probably the best example of a guilty pleasure because, like, you oh, do God. feel like, am I a bad person for, for laughing at this? Am I a bad person for finding this amusing? That's how the I tip, feel. The and tip I is the worst part. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> yeah, interview's a great example. Shy, what do you got? See, it's funny. I would actually tie the Snatch all the way back to this to a certain extent oh, really? because I feel like a lot of the humor in Snatch, since it is a dark, com- I think dark comedies yeah. can really play with that to a certain extent of like making yeah. you feel kind of bad about laughing at certain things um, because you're like, it's, it's funny, but it's it's not kind of like I don't know. So I think of that. I think of like Zoolander is probably another good example. I don't. The yeah. thing is, like, I don't feel guilty for liking it, but like, well, I think when I tell people I like it, I kind of preface it. Maybe that's the good example of a guilty pleasure. Mm. It's like, well, yeah, I don't think this is you know. I like Zoolander yeah. a lot. It's pretty dumb. You probably wouldn't like it, but I, yeah. I really think it's. I think it's That's hilarious. Exactly you know? the um, so, yeah. why don't we just shoot from the hip? What else? Quick. Let's let's uh, try to do a couple well, quick. Let me let me let me take a let me take it in a little bit different direction. Um, you know, some people maybe have shame about liking animated films, Disney films, ki- kids films. I love the animated Robin Hood, Disney's Robin Hood oh, with so the animals. That Who is doesn't? that is one of my favorite movies ever and like i love the soundtrack i could sing all the songs like sometimes i just put it on like that movie's the shit i don't care what anybody says it is office day office day oh office space sorry what was office day 
we're, we're really on 1985 and office day that's what we've got today oh my goodness i yeah, was born I mean, in 1985 i get confused space. By and of course i mean you know one other one that might fit in Blazing that is like saddles su- super troopers um super troopers is one that a lot of people are like eh, but like i'll ride for super tropic troopers. thunder tropic there you thunder. go i think stormtroopers troopers ro- actually ro- roxy comedies really, i think are probably yeah. a good yeah which that's probably one of my favorite genres. I mean, maybe you could probably even put Clerks Two in there, which I yeah, mentioned I think before. Could, in yeah. that, in that same Jane, Silent like, Bob, Strike Back. Yeah, yeah. all the <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right, let's go on really quickly because we are out of time to the future. Are there any movies that you are either excited for that you know are coming out, or that you hope they'll make either like a sequel or a movie based on a book or a game or just like what do you want to see? Like, talk about what's coming up in movies that is in your heart. We'll start with Van this time. I don't have much to say. I just want to request more space movies. I love mm. space movies. And I feel like only, there aren't enough good ones. If only there was like a, 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 a series about <laughs> war. Like, about like battles in the stars. In, in the stars. Like, yeah, do you guys space? want to see Independence know. Day 3? You guys want them to make that? <laughs> I do. I do. I, 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 like I, like it goes back to what you said. I think that would be like... Yeah. They could really fix that. They could make it they could. where they could fix it. Yeah. Like Van and I will agree, going back to the Matrix briefly, that like the second Matrix is is the weakest of the three. Like, mm-hmm. do we agree on that? Like, yeah, for sure. You could you could have that with Independence Day where you say, okay, two kind of sucked, but overall it worked out okay. You could have just left it at one and that would have been fine. But since you went ahead and made it a trilogy, it actually worked out if they make three great. So I would like to see that. And they set it up so perfectly. Like, okay, we're going to take it to the stars and then roll credits. Okay, take it to the stars or whatever the hell you said. Make it good, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Van, you just went. I just went. Sorry. Um, A couple, like, movies. So I love movies. Like, I'm probably the opposite of Van. Van talks about not being a huge (laughs) movie buff. I watched so many movies. Like, I could name, like, five movies I'm excited about coming out this year. Like, the new James Bond film. I'm super excited to see how that. I think it's finally Daniel Craig's last film. The last, uh, Skyfall was one. You know, I wish I talked about Skyfall earlier. Skyfall is like an amazing film. Um, I think uh, I love the Fast and the Furious series. That's, you know, that's another guilty pleasure series. There you go. Perfect guilty pleasure series. I love Fast and Yeah, Fury. baby. So Fast and Furious 9 is coming out. Um, I think if, talking about like a movie we'd love to see made. Um, <laughs> so re- that's just such a ridiculous um, statement. What? <laughs> there's been nine Fast, Fast and Furious. Nine is going yeah, out. Nine. Jesus. And then there's a spinoff even, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, Wait till there's Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw too, you know? Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I think. Um, I still tales, love- tales from the Furious, isn't that what they call that? It's like a Star Wars story, <laughs> a, a Fast and Furious story. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I would love, still love to see a Halo movie come out. I mean, back mm. in the day, like over a decade ago, you know, Michael Jack, Michael Jackson. <laughs> we are we are out of control today, Michael. Everyone, what's us. the name I'm thinking? Uh, who's the guy? RBB. Uh, um, no, the guy who directed um, Michael Bay. Rings. Michael, not Michael. Is it Michael? Michael Douglas. I don't know. Lord of the Rings, the director of Lord of the Rings. Rings. Oh, Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Um, So Jackson was right. Michael was wrong. Peter Jackson was so over that ago. Peter, Peter Jackson had signed on to direct a Halo film like over a decade ago and I think that would have been amazing and so I would still would love I don't really even follow the Halo games anymore I still love the or, the origin of the games and the books and stuff like that so I'd still love to see a Halo movie done right like large scale mm-hmm. alien alien invasion battle you guys could maybe I get you guys on board you guys might watch it because it's you know this humanity versus alien struggle um, but I've taken the Hobbits to ice and got <laughs> 
Michael Jackson, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. That'd be amazing. Um, the one I'm gonna say, well, you already know what mine is. Solo two. Give me solo two. Oh, Give me more go. solo. Yeah, uh, that's what I want to see. Like, um, and three. Yeah, and three. If 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 it's warranted, keep those same actors. Like, bring back Lando. Bring back Young Han. Like those dudes did so good. I would watch a whole trilogy on them. Just, just getting up to space shenanigans. Like that was funny. Got Chewie in there doing his thing. It was great. So, all right. That's what we got. That's movies. We got movies. If you would like to tell us about your favorite movies, tell us about the movies that you would like to see come out. Tell us about your guilty brothers. Tell us why we're right or wrong about what makes a good movie and what makes a movie the greatest of all time. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want us, drop us a line. Here's where you can find us. We're on Twitter at Focus Target. We have a YouTube channel, Focus Target Podcast. We have an email. It's Focus Target Podcast at gmail.com. So for episode 62 in the Focus Target podcast we've been a little bit over the bar thanks for <laughs> thanks for sticking with us on this one uh you know end of the weekend we're getting a little bit loopy so uh this is your host smiley it's a shy i'm ben as always cover us porkins we're out